thank you for tuning in to Vogue.com with another 73 questions. This time we go all the way to Krakoa as a certain someone prepares for the Hellfire Gala. This is 73 Questions with Emma Frost. One moment. Oh, hello, darling. You must be Vogue. Hello, Emma. Oh, what is your favorite color? Oh, we're getting right into it, huh? Well, my color is brilliant white. Uh, by the way, I'm a busy woman on a busy night, so walk with me and try to keep up. Oh, what makes you laugh? Uh, Scott Summers. <laughs> okay. A cake or pie? <laughs> cake, darling. Preferably two, if you know what I mean. If you could say one thing to a relative that is no longer with us, what would it be? To my father! Fuck you! What fascinates you right now? Ooh, um, I would say the mutant Indra. I, uh, ouch. Oh, are these, I'm sorry, are these, are these plants supposed to be here? It's a very viney place. Do try to keep up and mind okay. the plants. Okay, uh, um, how much is too much? <laughs> There's no such thing as too much, darling. What fashion trend are you excited about right now? All of them, and none of them at the same time. Uh, ouch, that's fine. Ah, what, yes, what careful, is, keep up. What is more important, love or money? Um, I'm going to have to say love. What's more important, sex or money? Sex. And now, if you could have dinner with any... Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh, it's eating me! Help me! Happens all the time. Darling, I would help you, but my nails! Oh. Well, at least you weren't teen Vogue. Then that would have been a tragedy. everybody and welcome to episode 182 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am Brett. I am your host of this podcast and I'm joined by the other host, Evil Jeff. Evil, hi there. It's a big week for us. Yes, it is. Something finally got started. Finally, the X-Men event that was written specifically for the two of us has kicked off and we're going to get into it later on in the show. Of course, we mean the X-Men's Hellfire Gala. Woo! Woo! Evil Jeff, um, before we get into that hot, hot night on that hot, hot island, I've got some hot, hot topics for you. Cue that music! What are you gonna get? Oh! Hot topics! Hot topics! All right, so, hot topics. Pretty much a segment about MCU casting at this point, because really, what other news do we care about? I have another bit of casting for you, Evil Jeff. What? I don't know anything about this. This is this is breaking news to me. This one is a rumor, so play the rumor siren. There we go. Um, so in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which as we know is the title of the sequel. Ru- rumor movie, Willis is cast. Rumor Willis is cast. Rumor Willis is the new Black Panther. No, the villain. The uh, so it is. It is purported. It is. It is out there. Not confirmed, but comicbook.com seems to think that we have the villain of Black Panther Wakanda Forever cast. By that, I mean Namor, a.k.a. the Submariner. No, it would be amazing if they got um, Jason Momoa to play it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> that actually would be amazing. And I would like to see him with like kind of short, slicked back hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Namor would never get tattoos, right? I guess so. Yeah, that's true. They'd have to be removed. And that has budget ramifications. All right. Anyway, it's not Jason Momoa. Who is Um, it? Listen, it's an actor I've never heard of before. It's an actor from Narcos, Mexico, and the acclaimed horror film Tigers Are Not Afraid. What's his name? Uh, His name is Tina Huerta. He's a Mexican actor who will be seen... In the next Purge movie. That's his next one. Next Purge. Called The Forever Purge. Tinoch? Tinoch Huerta. Well, I've never... This I've never comes from... 
the Illuminati, some site. So I'm like, who knows with these sites? This is probably a nothing sandwich, but I'm seeing it in a lot of places. So maybe there's some merit to it. He definitely has that, like, I just looked him up. He has that villain glare. He does have that villain glare. He has that kind of like, I don't give a fuck kind of Like you of see him on the throne. Like he's on the throne tapping his fingers, just like head down, eyes gazing ahead. Kill yeah, them all. Like He all of a sudden like takes a big bite of a mollusk or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, that's interesting. Fascinating. That's I like the idea of Black yeah. Panther being the bat, uh, being the villain. Of Namor being the villain in Black Panther. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Yes, absolutely love it. I love it, I love it. And I go back to Avengers Endgame where Okoye was like, oh my God, there was a big ocean earthquake. And Blackwood was like, all right, how do we deal with it? She's like, we don't. It's nature. Uh, was it? Or was it Tina Huerta? Or was it Tina Huerta farting? <laughs> Um, do we but, have any oh, hot but, topics wait, 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 can we just also, um, what other major thing is Namor, though? He's also the first... Mutant! Mutant! Is you know, this like, going to be the introduction of mutants? Is it, though? Could it be? I think they're doing something very cool. My theory is that the reason Wanda survived the um, 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 Mind Stone trials that gave her her powers, uh, the reason Wanda became a Scarlet Witch, the reason she lived through that bomb when she was a kid, is because she's a mutant. The reason Agatha Harkness was able to suck the energy out of all the other witches is because she was a mutant. So I think they're just going to have Namor, who's able to do all these things, and then maybe retroactively, mutant. Yeah. Harkness, mutant. Oh, can't wait. Wanda, mutant. Can't wait. I also can't wait. Is it how many more? We have two more weeks before Loki? No. Loki's this week. This week? Yes. Ah! Loki's on Wednesday. It's wait, on Wednesday. Thinking, wait, what was I thinking was the end of the month? Oh, it's something else. Are you thinking Black Widow? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, I guess. Sure. Let's just go with that. Oh, my goodness. It's Loki on Wednesday. I'm so Excited. You know who I've decided I'm most excited for for Loki? Owen Wilson? That that little Miss Minutes, that little clock lady, the cartoon. Because <laughs> you know she is going to be a pain in the motherfucking ass. Like, I have a feeling like she is going to be like the big more bad. of an antagonist. <laughs> yeah. Like, you find out like Miss Minutes is actually like Mephisto. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. No. Um, that Mephisto, the red herring <laughs> of every no. single. Uh, MCU TV show coming out. <laughs> My friend texted me and said a coworker was talking about how something or other, like Loki, Loki totally opens up the door for mutants. I saw an I saw a bunch of articles. Do you want me to send them? And like after having gone through the WandaVision experience, my friend who would have otherwise said been like, yeah, said, no, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, until they actually, like, it's fun to just, like, ponder on these things, but people get way too obsessed and way too serious about it when it's like, it's probably not going to happen that way. It's probably not going to happen the way you think it is going to happen. So just let it go. I am, I'm one of those people, I accuse you, j'accuse, however, I'm also mea culpa. I always focus on what's going to happen rather than what is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I need to shut the fuck up and just be in the moment and well, watch But I think it, it's fine to focus on what's going to happen as long as you don't get so set that it has to happen that way. I think that's right. what happens Otherwise, where everyone is so sucks. obsessed with Mephisto and that when it didn't happen, they were like, oh. And it's like, but they never promised you that was going to, they never promised you a rose garden. You wrote that story. Listen, so much that is wrong with our society is because we write stories in our head. And then we're like, that's it. I'm going with that. And then, no. Expectations is what, the biggest thing that can ruin a movie is expectations. Expectations, baby. Hey, that's life. Okay. 
writing stories in your head, yeah. expectations not being met and getting upset. Remember That's that old life. SNL sketch? Lowered expectations. <laughs> no, but I love how you use the word sketch. 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 A skit sketch. You know, when I worked at Second City, we were hand slapped if we used the word skit. Oh, Jesus Christ. It belittles the art form. Okay, let's move on. Oh, my God. Anyways. It's the fucking Hellfire Gala. Hit let's go. Music. Hit it. I want your ex. Come on. Okay. So, very exciting. Evil Jeff, in what order did you read the three books that came out last week? I went, what I did as smart, I went to the last page of one of them and looked at what I was supposed to read them in. I did the same thing. What's so interesting is I read an interview with Jordan D. White, the ex-editor in chief. And we weren't supposed to do that. Wait, he said it doesn't matter. He said it's all like concurrent. It's all taking place at the same time. It's all taking place at the same time. Read it whatever order you want. I was like, look at you. Thank you. No, I will still follow. Well, that because page it did end. have some <laughs> overlapping scenes, like the same kind of scenes were happening. Oh, with it's different very Rashomon. It also well, it's it also, Rashomon. You know what it reminded me of? This is me Rashomon? being very specific. No, X Factor, and uh, was it X Factor and Fallen Angels? Do you remember there was like Help. full on scenes with Boom Boom and Skids that were like told it was like the same scene with completely different writing and kind of different character motivations of like Boom Boom and Skids and Iceman. Do you, do you remember any of that? I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, fine. I'll send you a link. <laughs> okay. But anyway, just it's like that's the first, last time I remembered it was like, oh, this is a full on scene that is that is like happening in two comics and just written. I love it. Yeah, it's fine. I love it. I love I love the storytelling technique. Uh, do you like? I, I don't even want to make general comments because I'll just start being all over the place. All right, so let's start with which. Let's, w- let's walk through. So Marauders Twenty One is where we start. Marauders, which is like, you, you have you to start. You there. have to start there because that's whose fucking party is it? Whose party is it? This is. <laughs> and listen, this is the Emma Frost show. This is Emma Frost's party. I. Can't handle her role in X-Force. Like, I can't handle that this is an Emma Frost-centric crossover event. And then she's going to play a big role in fucking Inferno after. Like, what is it? Christmas? Help. What is it? Pride? (laughs) Um, What are some of the things that you find interesting? Like, what are the things that First thing off the gate. First thing off the gate is that Shaw, Kitty, I'm sorry, Kate... And Emma, like, they're, like, kind of totally cool. (laughs) That's the one thing that's weird is Shaw is weirdly kind of getting what he wants, but he's also, like, paralyzed and crippled. Uh, It's it's hard to be, like, is he on their side? Is he plotting? But he also seems kind of, like, resigned. Resigned is a great word. Yeah, it's a great word. He's kind of like, he got smacked around and was like, wow, I've been a real shit. There's a bigger picture at play. But it's also kind of, I think he also realized like, I got played and you know what? Their ultimate goal is kind of better than what I was planning. Right. And it's kind of weird, like, especially with these bad guys are so used to like, I want ultimate power. And Xavier and Emma and all of them is like, no, we're all going to have ultimate power. All of us. Right. You're going to have All of us it. together. You're going to have whatever the fuck you want. So what are you doing? It's hard to like, you know, it's like an addiction of like, villainy is an addiction. How do you let it yes, go when you don't need to it do it is, anymore? It's a pattern of destructive behavior, yeah. right? We all have them. But it's this community that allowed people to let it go. So yeah, Shaw is like, you know what? I'm cool. And then we have, I love that we have Domino and Quentin as like, um, kind of like the the FBI, like White House. Like the bouncers, like security. They're security. Yeah, that's well, they definitely love... look like, uh, they definitely look like like White House. What is it? What are they called? Secret Service. Secret Service. Absolutely. I love that Tempo got a push way up front tempo who we know is going to be joining the roster of this book later on we'll meet another mutant not meet see another mutant that will be joining the roster of this book despite his protests but i just love that 
tempo is starting to get some stage time. Well, here's the interesting thing, though, is why. I feel like no one is brought into... No one is brought into the Marauders just willy-nilly. Sure. And and Tempo isn't just like, oh, she's strong. We need muscle. She has time powers. That's not by... So there's... That means they have some kind of weird... Something. There's some she kind of She serves a purpose. Yeah. But I'm excited of like, what do they need her to do? It's not just to age scotch. It's not just to age scotch, folks, but it's something... Is it something about flower. growing the flowers? Is it? Can she grow all Maybe, the flowers oh, faster? Love that. Love that. Love that. Because plants just need time, water, sunshine. And, and speaking of these plants, everyone gets their own little Krakoan flower that kind of like marks them. It's kind of like the wristband. It's like your, it's like your RFID badge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you don't have the wristband, you can't come to the meet and greet. You need that flower, bitch. You need the flower, bitch. Tempo is putting the flower on cap. And I have to tell you, thoroughly enjoyed Steve Rogers' presence in this book. Yes, yes. Hilarious. We also have them being forced to deal with the garbage plot point of Franklin Richards being no <laughs> Yes, but like rather ominously where Kitty is like, don't worry, kid, wink. Everything has a way of working out. Yeah, and I honestly feel that it's kind of like with Franklin Richards, you can look at this as a chicken or the egg. I think he's such a powerful mutant that when he used up his mutant power, the last part of his mutant power erased his mutantdom from his body. Oh, yeah, like he like pooped it all out. Yeah, so I think he is... A mutant, and I will always say oh, that he is a mutant. But Xavier is using a technicality to not let him in. And we hear and later think- in a later comic, there is another interesting thing that another certain uh, Mister Ms. Sinister <laughs> says to him that's very interesting. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. But I think also Xavier is like Franklin is a problem I don't need, so I'm just going to go along with the whole "you're not a mutant" thing. <laughs> Because I don't want to deal hey, with this. You know what? If I was writing this and and it was like, hey, we need to kind of bring Franklin back to the X-Men now that what's his nuts? What's the guy who writes Fantastic Four? Dan Slott. Now that like he is no, now that he's been fired or whatever. <laughs> know what I would do? I would make it that actually Xavier, per, because Franklin and the Fantastic Four were such a problem, that him and Reed actually decided to agree to getting rid of his powers and letting him stay with the Fantastic Four. Oh, Fool yes. Until he's 18. Do you 18. think that's what... Until he's 18. And so the oh, day he turns shit. 18, he gets all of his powers back. But then he's going to be mad at Reed and Xavier. I think that would be really cool. That's amazing. So speak, like we're still talking about the arrivals at the Hellfire Gala. Uh, Reed Richards arrives and Xavier was like, oh, we fought last time we saw each other. I'm so surprised you're here. And Reed's like, I'm here so I can say this to your face. And then he whispers something. Yes. Are you saying he's whispering, our plan is working. His birthday is in four I would love that. I would love that. Do you know what I think Reed Richards said to Xavier? He was like, I smell your your butt, you piece of shit. (laughs) I can see your dick through your pants. (laughs) He'd be like, your your fucking headpiece is fucking stupid looking. You know who you look like? You look like that evil version of me, you dumb bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then it turns out, I am. And we were right all along. Um, Hey, there's a question I wanted to ask you. And I I feel stupid. Like, I know both of our listeners are going to be like, it's the so-and-so, you dumbass. Don't you read X-Men? The AIM soldier, scientist, agent guy. Yeah. What is he from? He's the one that got left when they went into, what's the the world? The world? The world. Oh, okay. I remember. With Storm. Yeah. Oh, fun. I think that's him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Although, is he now then, like 100 and is he like 200 years old? He's like, I've seen some shit. We're Storm. I need to talk to her. My drinking buddy. Um, we have human ambassadors. Like, we have the British wizard guy from Excalibur. We've got Donald the, the Pierce. Russian, We've the got Russian the, one. the awful Russian lady. We've got who I think is Patton Oswalt. I don't know. Or Elton John. Something. Oh, wait. Know who that is? What if who? that's the prize winner? Oh, fun. Who won the prize? Oh, that's right. I was scouring for us. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, we need to figure that out. 
But we do have the interesting thing of like where Doctor Strange chooses not to go through the gate. Um, Iron Man chooses not to go through the gate. Has a little interaction with Quentin Choir. They're kind right. of like, you know, showing dick sizes. Yeah, um, and that scene will be revisited in X-Force. And then uh, we see a little brief thing of Beast. And this is just the beginning of like, are they trying? I mean, I will get into an X-Factor of like trying to make Beast I mean, are they, the worst right. character on the planet. Are they building up to a book called Exile starring Beast and Sabretooth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, Beast is, I mean, he's full on super villain. We'll get to that later. I love, though, in comes Emma Frost wearing a fucking, <laughs> she's wearing the thing, the animal that Luke Skywalker had to like cut open and, and, and live in. <laughs> the Tauntaun. The Tauntaun with her, with just with her boob. But of course, just boobs and vagina. Like it cuts up so you can see her vagina and it cuts out so you can tits. see her boobs. And then she has a big ice, like a diamond dildo on her head. What? Tits the for eye, days. And then just holding can some we... fucking, holding Champagne. like a Pinot like, Grigio. What? Like, what the fuck, bitch? My life. Oh, my God. Work that shit. And, of course, they start the Hellfire Gala being like, okay, remember, we're amazing. So we're not just going to give you a concert. we're beautiful and we can make beauty. We're going to give you a psychic fucking concert. Oh, it's so thoughtful. I love it. So all the people who hear the music are also telepathically... um, Feeling what it's like to play the music. Yes, feeling what it's like to be the one playing the music. Amazing. Yes. Meanwhile, Doom is like, get it out of my face. Well, that's true. And that reminds me, as someone who plays music, there's uh, people say there's there's different types of piano where there's piano that's fun to listen to. And then there's piano that's fun to play. And they're saying like there's some piano um, um, composers that are more that aren't actually as interesting to listen to. But once you play them, then you're like, oh, they're a genius. Like, oh, yeah. That's amazing. Um, what's also amazing is, can I do an impression of Emma Frost um, introducing the, the psychic concert yes. for a second? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let me get to the line. Um, oh, I can't find it, so I'll make it up. It's page um, 10. Uh, thank, thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for attending. Uh, we Okay, here it is. Rhapsody will be accompanied by our telepaths. The five and one. How did she do this? She, she's she's gonna be okay. And Marvel Girl. (laughs) I just pictured like Emma made this beautiful experience for her daughters, and Jean is like, I want to be in the show too. (laughs) Oh, fine. Oh my God! That's bloody Jean. Who could be in the psychic concert too? Bloody Jean showing off again. This is supposed to be for my daughters. Oh my god. Um Yeah, but I love then there's the part where she meets up with Banshee. What do you think she wants Banshee for? I think she um, wants Banshee not for his powers or anything, but I think she's trying to find people that she literally can entrust absolutely. to her very soul. And he is someone after they did um Generation X together, like she's like I I know I can trust you with my soul. Like, I want you part of my team. Let me tell you something. How I, like, if I could talk about the psychic concert, I wish I could telepathically make people feel how I felt during these panels. It was, as, you know, like a Generation X reader back in the day, like, this was such a meaningful moment for me. And there are very few comic book lines when you read them, you can hear them in your head. You can hear the way Emma said Sean. You, like, how she revealed, like, just her, her true smile. Like, she says, Sean, it's italicized, and there's a period at the end. Like, it just, it was such a heavy word to come out of her mouth. Yeah. And if you think about and it, I think you're right. I think there's two people that keep Emma good. Kitty Pride. And Sean. And Sean Cassidy. They're the Absolutely. two people. Because I think she was kind of a villain. And then she did, she, Xavier brought her to do Generation um, Gen, Generation X. And 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 I think Sean was always the voice of reason of like, Emma, you can't kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think like, the I other you love oh, children, no, but they of. don't respond to this. Do you know yeah. why she's bringing him in? Because I think Kate Pride is no longer the voice of compassion and reason anymore. Yeah, hey. I think she's like, yeah. oh, you know what? I think Kitty's a Alcoholic. little too hardcore. I think I need Kitty, to get shot your here. drinking problem is a problem. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, I've created a Sean. He's <laughs> Sean is still on the wagon. I know. Oh, fuck. She's just getting all alcoholics. I know. Oh, God. Um, now the Shi'ar thing. What did you think? What is the Shi'ar thing about? Okay, really quick. I just want to say the gambling scene. I do love that Iceman likes to be around the bad boys. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Shi'ar scene, here's what I think. I think Mystique is going around as, as Emma. Oh. Really? But what, what does that have to do I with think, the Shi'ar thing? So I looked up the Shi'ar logic diamonds, and I remembered, oh my god, yeah, or from earlier, they are what they use to store... Um, they're, they're vital in the resurrection protocols, so they're what's used to store um, oh, the information yes, of people. That's right, that's so right. either so it's it's definitely something to fuck with the resurrection protocols. Here's another one: sinister cloned Emma, and it's sinister. And in addition to the actual sinister that's there. Yeah, he's behind it all. Wait, but oh, that I does, don't know. But Just does sinister. that mean that the other Emma is like kidnapped somewhere? Oh, I have no idea. No, this is clearly real Emma. Oh, okay. No, maybe there's another one. Clones. But my first instinct was, oh, Mystique. That's interesting. I also like that the Vivendi... Is that how you say their names? Verendi. Verendi. Vivendi, as we've covered, is a event ticketing software website. <laughs> so the Verendi, the five-in-one, fucking unleash a memory... And the little girl, Verendi girl. <gasps> Wilhelmina, what do you think? Is this, Are we supposed to know what that is? I don't think so, but I think it's kind of like, I think she was led to believe a certain thing. And I think they're going to, uh, she's opened her eyes that maybe that they've betrayed her and somehow erased her memory. Yeah, that requires research. Maybe there was, it, again, both our listeners like, you idiots, Wolverine and the X-Men number nine. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, so that I think will, I bet that's, they're, they're setting up so many fucking things of like, is so this all going to be paid off? There's also just taking a look at some of these, um, pictures, just random pictures. Now that I'm looking at the faces, some of these, I'm like, oh, this is definitely an actual person. I think oh, yeah, it's more Megan than... Rapinoe. It's like, oh yeah, Conan O'Brien is right there talking to Emma. Yeah, but I think, I wonder if it was only one person, did only one person win the... Prize. Yeah, that I have no idea about. I think that was the idea. But I really do think that person who won the prize, I think that was supposed to be Elton John, in all seriousness. <laughs> or Patton Oswalt. Because um, there's a list of people who are going to appear at the Hellfire Gala, and they're like on it. Yeah. And again, editor, interview, he was like, we worked with marketing, they came up with the idea, so we agreed to like insert... Any celebrities they had contacts with and like could get a yes from. Yeah. The list is it's something Emma Frost would never touch. It's the only thing that takes me out of this. <laughs> like Emma Frost would never invite Conan fucking. O- also, although I do hold that Emma Frost is probably a comedy snob and probably loves Conan. Yeah, Conan's on the Conan's the upper echelon. Yeah. Like definitely Megan Rapinoe, that would be great. Like I heard that like Adrian Palicki is there, like who played <laughs> Um, Mockingbird and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> like, what? Random. Anyway. Um, I also love that Emma Frost is like, wants to fuck Steve, <laughs> wants to fuck Captain <gasps> America. He's like, well, she's like, normally I don't, um, I don't want to, but she's like, but the way he was looking at me just now, like, that was like pretty undeniable, right? Let me read his mind. <laughs> well, she, and she also loved that he was like, you know, standing up to like, to, to everybody, to like Victor Von Doom and stuff. So it was like, yeah. Like, Ooh. She was definitely like, there was a little bit of flirting. She was like, very well said, Stephen. You know, like, you know, because that body. Um, Not by me. Yeah, but he's, yeah, it reminds me of your mother. Ugh. He's like, yeah, I remind him of his mother. Oh, God. What good Emma Frost comedy. Ah. I know. I fucking. 
Love this it. This is like, it's like a rom-com. Like, it's like, it's like the beginning of a rom-com, this issue of Marauders. It's it's starring Emma Frost and her lesbian best friend, Kate Pratt. But just like anything of where this is the beginning, it kind of fast forwards. And then <gasps> it looks slip. like a huge thing happened and everybody's leaving. And you're like, and everybody's kind of holding onto their heads. This is why... I think the X office is killing it with the storytelling techniques of this crossover event. Not only do you have the great, it's all happening at once Rashomon effect. You also have this time slip, which creates such intrigue and interest. And you're like, wait, what did these people see a few minutes before this scene? What did they see? Yeah. Also, it it affects them so much. Now, that's the thing. So Brazil, I know that Brazil was part of X Corp. Like they went to Brazil. But does all of Brazil hate Krakoa? I thought, like, I don't know if I'm confusing Brazil with Terra Verde, but I thought Brazil was like, yeah, no. But that's the thing is, but this line where the Brazilian ambassador is like, for what it's worth... I think that you, what you've done is wonderful. But then Emma goes, speak your mind. And then she says, you will galvanize humanity in a way it never was to confront the threat posed by mutant kind. Yeah, and then she's like, like oh, I hope to visit Brazil really... again soon. I'm like, what fucking, but they're smiling and shaking hands. I'm like, these are not nice things you're saying to each other. Yeah. It's, I, I'm pretty sure Brazil was anti Krakoa and Emma pulled something. Emma came up with something that is I mean, basically, but humanity. it's basically they did something, and we think it's going to be the Mars thing. But it basically is a thing right. where they're going to be like, we're going to take over. Like, we're going to, it's going to be us. It's going to be May. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just so interesting. And we have some clues later. So I love like magic. Saying to her mentor, Dr. Strange, what do you think, Doc? What do you think, Unc? And he's like, I can't even respond. I'm still processing this. Yeah. Captain America, Scott, did you know about this when we saw each other a few days ago? And Scott was like, eh, kind of, sort of. And and Steve's like, listen, you solved a big problem, but I think you might have created, like, more. What is it? What is it? It's so intriguing. And we get a little bit more of a hint Later on in Hellions, at least like when they saw what they saw or how. But before that, we have X-Force told from the point of view of the security team. But before that, we have a little quip of of an old Hellfire gala, which is no accident that they brought up um, Sebastian Shaw's dead girlfriend who can teleport. And then here they specifically decide to show... The Hellfire the Gala issue. where she dies. This is brutal. This takes place. When does this like, yes. when does this take place? Like what X-Men issue is this around? This was from classic X-Men. This is number before seven, is this is before Which filled in I, I'm not sure exactly, but it's definitely around Phoenix Saga. It's got Yeah, I was gonna say like before like after she became Phoenix, but before she became Dark Phoenix, right? Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. The thing that's interesting here is how fucking they fucking just like the scene where like they fucking just shoot like Emma Frost takes over the mind of of the guy Ned and just murders everybody that was like betraying them. Yeah. Fucking hardcore. Listen. Listen. A lot of drink, a lot of drugs, how to do what you had to do. Yeah. I miss the I miss the fur like the fur top with the cape coming down. I wouldn't mind seeing that make a return for a bit. It's always possible. But now we can talk Um, about X-Force. Yeah, where Emma Frost does make a surprise appearance. I hate it. I hate it. This was my favorite issue of X-Force ever. I, you said it's your most favorite issue of X-Force? Yeah. Yeah, but I still hate it. Because it was about it. the thing I love. Yes, but I still hate it because it's all about What, what do you hate about it? Is, and yeah. Terra Verde. He, and he's awful. I don't get... But, but I mean, I will say it looks like it's going to be the comeuppance where it looks like 
he has basically taken over this entire country. When he saw that the this plant thing was mutating and taking over the people, rather than saving them, he's like, no, we'll just use it to our advantage and just take over the whole country. Yeah. That is like, go to the it's hole. Beyond. Go to the hole. Because they're kind of all dead, right? You just committed I mean, like, genocide. That's genocide. Yeah. In yes. the hole with you, beast. I'm done with him. And I'm sorry. It's genocide, and then you, like, reanimated the bodies and, like, are puppeteering them. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Oh, fuck no. Fuck no. No, this is, like, this isn't even, to me, like, is he right? Is he wrong? He's doing it for good intention. Like, no, this is just so fucking wrong. And the data page that's, like, his justification of this is just pure hubris. It's awful. Well, it's, like, something that fucking Trump would do or something. You know what I mean? Like- exactly. Exactly. Like, we're seeing who Hank McCoy is in this context, and it's not cute. And I need... Luckily... Yeah. Somebody will be responsible for his downfall, it seems. Is that a Emma Frost, by any chance? <laughs> and that's one Emma Frost. Thank yeah. you so much. Would I, Like, that's what makes me so happy. Fine. Drag Beast through this filth, but please have Emma be the one to call it filth. Yeah. There's a great image. I will say the art in this is a lot better than it has been. Yeah, it's the same guy. It's the same guy, but I mean, it feels slightly improved. Yeah, yeah. Love the splash page of everybody at the big party. Yeah, I also just love that death glare of Emma. Love it. So a few panels I've noticed this, Evil Jeff, and this may be like a Karma's robot foot kind of thing. Emma is clearly using her telepathy in diamond form a yeah. lot. Like it happens in Marauders too. Yeah. Are we supposed to be commenting on that or not? Um, I mean, okay, here we go. It is time to play the good old fashioned X-Men no prize. <laughs> For you who don't remember, a thing called a no prize is you would write into the X-Men comics and find something wrong, something that doesn't fit, but then you would give a, a roundabout reason of why it does fit so brett can you think of one absolutely um emma actually had four looks look number two a was smearing herself in diamond looking makeup (laughs) while in outfit number two do i win a no prize i think that would count as a no prize mine would be there's a missing period where actually emma um refused to not wear heels um, and was going down some stairs, cracked her neck open. And when she was resurrected, she was able to use telepathy in diamond form because your kind of powers improve. Yes. <laughs> I say, yes, Emma died. I don't agree with the method of death. I say she choked when she was by herself. On she caviar. accidentally choked on, on one beluga. of those like Jordan almonds. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you're like, she would never trip in heels. <laughs> No, that has to be something else. I completely disagree with your no prize. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. And then we get uh, Deadpool crashing the party. So Um, what is his deal? Is he not a mutant? Because they're like, you're not really. He's not a mutant. No, he's not a mutant. Oh, okay. When did that happen? Oh, good Lord, girl. I thought he was a mutant. No, I don't know. Anyway, um, it looks like Sage is kind of like along for the ride with Beast's shenanigans. Yeah. But Emma Frost is like, like, look, I know, I know you fucking like don't know that he's fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I'll even, I'll even uh, do you one better. Hey, I've seen you before in this role where you're kind of subservient to the person who's really in charge. I yeah. know that you get swept up in this the the, the alpha maleness of it all, like you did with yeah. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. Nothing so I'll excuse fucking, you. It's yeah. not going to be you who who goes in front of the Quiet Council. It's going to be him. So tell me everything. Oh, X Force. She said it's going to be him. She said it's going to be him, and I love it. And like, but another one, like this one too. I'm like, ooh, the history, just like her and Sean. <gasps> The history that Sage and Emma must have. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's shit that they've seen each other do. When Sage was Tessa, spy for Xavier uh in the Hellfire Club. There's parts where Emma's like, shh. (laughs) Don't bring that up. 
<laughs> these two. I want more of these two. Give me Sage and Emma Frost. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah, I can see this is where, like, I hate X-Force comes in. Oh, no, we turn into a plant monster. Whatever. As long as this all leads to Emma Frost holding a quiet council trial where Beast gets put in the hole. If that is what all this leads to, it'll be worth it. And do you know what I also love about that? Is one of my favorite parts of Morrison's run was the friendship between Beast and Emma Frost. How respectful they always were towards each other. How much he's fallen. Also, remember when X Force, when Cyclops started the Rick Remender X Force run, who was the one that chastised Scott for doing it? Beast. Yeah. When Beast found out, he's like, you can't do this. Where have your morals gone? What the fuck has happened to Beast? What has happened to him? I want Agent Brand there when he has his trial. I want all of them being like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Power is what happened. Because can you imagine it's like the trial of Beast? Like you not only would have that, you would have the original five X-Men come being like, we have all the memories of what you did to us. Do you know how traumatizing that was when you brought us to the present? Like it's like, I want a whole, I want the whole Magneto trial is about how we just fucking murdered Beast. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to give you my theory on who the murder victim is. Well, you can just do that now. No, because it's at the end of Hellions. Oh, there's okay. a line at the oh, end okay. of Hellions. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hellions. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Know how we That's... do um, end of the years uh, best of? Oh, already, it's like the one division of comics. I think I'm gonna be hard pressed to f- is something maybe infer something in Inferno, but this Hellions issue twelve is one of the best comics I have read this year, if Absolutely not in a few correct. years. It is fucking funny it is fucking hilarious it's like character development it's so it's it's paying off so many relationships it's so fucking good this is a tv episode this is not a comic book issue yeah this is an episode of of like a a hilarious television show like the non-invited crashing the party and like oh it's this is it's yeah. like a sitcom. I love where it's like Havoc and Psylocke are the ones that can go to the party. <laughs> and everyone else is like, no, you're all too crazy. You can't go to you're the party. You're losers. And I love that Havoc has this thing of like, he still thinks he's better than all of them. But yep. he's not. He's, the- <laughs> like, no. he's fucking no. nuts. Oh my he's God. He's nuts. Love, 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 love. Grey Crow's reaction to Quanon's uh, dress. Ugh, these two. Yeah. Only straight couple I care about in life. Now, I will say the one thing that I feel should happen that I just feel they're so harping on the um, the Madeline relationship. They're, there's, yeah. there's a big person that Havoc had a relationship with that would probably be at that gala. Wasp. Nurse Annie? Oh. Wasp. Yeah. Wasp was like, they had a whole life where they were married they had, like, and had a, a kid. kid. Yes. Can you imagine if she then fucking. Can we go there? <laughs> I want her to run into Zeb. him. And because Noah would be great oh, if he's I'll like, die. if I'll he's die. like, I'm not better. I'm better than all of you. I'm not crazy. I'm better than all of you. And then he sees Janet Van Dyme and she's like, what the fuck have you turned into? And then what he's the like confronted fuck? like, oh, my God, I am fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what would our daughter think? Well, the daughter, didn't the daughter he's disappear? Like, she doesn't exist. Yeah, and she'd be yeah. like, neither does your ex-girlfriend. Anyway. Um, but we do have a hot, hot moment with where fucking uh, Polaris pulls Havoc away. Havoc is going yes. up to everyone who will hear being like, why oh, yeah, Madeline? I just want a reason why. Can you explain? Um, could you? Um, I just want to uh, I just maybe the reason recap why. the policy on clones. Like, I don't know, like, um, like Madeline? Xavier was like, oh, like Xavier was like, I don't even need to be psychic to know what this motherfucker is going <laughs> to ask me before he even starts the conversation. Like, this is going to be about fucking Maddie. And I want no part of it. Eric, where are you? Uh, my favorite line is from Sinister. So which one is Captain America and which one is Iron Man? I'm sorry, I don't own a TV. <laughs> um, love Quanon and Betsy. 
being like, hey, girl. Yeah, that was kind of like they have their mutual understanding of like we're stuck with each other. They're basically like family. Sisters. It's fa- it's sisters. sisters. Like you fucking, they drive you crazy, but you can't live without them. What are you gonna do, sisters? We also have there's, and I know this is gonna show up in Way of X. There is a severely drunk Nightcrawler. I want to know what that Nightcrawler is, is so drunk. That is, I, there's a I whole other plot line that actually wasn't that. Nightcrawler. There's a whole thing. Nightcrawler is fucking wasted and i'm here for it because he's being so he's like he's that um like pontificating thoughtful drunk like big ideas drunk yeah don't you see it's about the culture yeah so good i think but honestly i think he might not be drunk he might be on mushrooms oh maybe uh what's what's his name what's his name dr like uh, dr nemesis mushrooms and pixie dust oh absolutely (gasps) wait wait a minute what if they combine their combining the powers hello are we stupid we have we have mushrooms and pixie dust together on the same and legion and legion (laughs) oh hello there's gonna be a trip episode coming up trip issue but i will say sinister i wish the whole episode was just sinister schmoozing Yes, please. Like him just being like, oh, yes, I'm a geneticist, you know. Oh, someone might as well break the ice. Might as well be me. I mean, I'm used to it. Might be me. And I'm used to it. <laughs> it's part of my work. And- but then it's ruined by Nanny. And oh, my, the soup's delicious. Isn't it? <laughs> it's ruined by Nanny. It's like, fucking oh, Manny, you, I love her. you forgot, Mr. Sheffield. You're also an abductor, <laughs> abuser, and a murderer of children. She's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to shit all over your party every step of the way. <laughs> and so the, oh. the ones that aren't invited decide to fucking show up. They're like, fuck it, we're going. And they just fucking get rowdy. And everyone's like, uh-oh. The other thing that I didn't even remember, I forgot the yes. Wild Child and Aurora. Talk about it. Wild yes. Child and Aurora dated when she was yes. all crazy. Mm-hmm. And now and he's he crazy. Like, and he was like normal. bald and had pointy hair. Well, no, no, no. Like, yeah, in their 90s, he was like this wild child. But I saw a cover where like he was bald with pointy ears. and She had him on like a leash and she was acting all weird. I don't know what that's from. But originally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their relationship. Yes. Uh, amazing that they brought it up here. And now we also have... Um, the cuckoo's psychic transcriptions. <laughs> oh God! I mean, amazing! Like TV. Like the fact that 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 we're we're um, what's his name? Uh, um, Quentin Quire felt hates his girlfriend's dress, hates Phoebe's dress. <laughs> what's a hearse ratchet? And says it looks like Nurse Ratchet, and that's what Psylocke uses to like blackmail him into getting what she wants to do to doing oh. what she wants to do and then it's what's a hearse ratchet and not nurse ratchet it's so Stupid fucking Mindy. funny uh. it's so funny oh Mindy's the dumb one she's the one that changed her name to Irma remember yeah or changed her name from Irma also and then we get Polaris I hate 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 Magneto's outfit oh he's matching his gay husband Magneto's gay oh for Xavier Mm-hmm. Um, I also, uh, yeah, Polaris is trying to calm down Havoc. Uh, what's his name? Um, Empath is getting beaten up by the old Hellions. Cat's Eye and Roulette? Oh my God, another moment I the loved. shit out of him. Wild Child is like alpha dogging Dakin. I mean, I oh. mean, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, this is, it's a, do you know what's great? It's messy drama. It's a shit show. This is like, this is just like layers and layers of drama happening. Like this is where if you and I were there, we would just be like hanging back, watching the Hellions going, yes. Yeah. I just, and then the fact that he, (laughs) Magneto just like floats them up and like, he's like, beat it. (laughs) And magic. He's like, magic's like one sec, one sec. (laughs) Finishes a drink, opens a portal. Can we talk about my favorite two panels in comic books, which is fucking Nanny? (laughs) I guess shit's going down. Judgment Day, motherfucker. That, you know, you don't, you rarely laugh out loud when you're reading a comic book, but boy, did I. It's so fucking good. I mean, it's just, and then just the fucking fucked up 
sex stuff that the the cuckoos are talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, about they're basically like sinister clones himself so he can fuck himself. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? There, are you kidding me? There is a reason I think they brought that up. I don't know. I think sinister cloning is going to really like hit us hard soon. Well, I mean, of course, it's the whole Chimera thing. Yeah, yeah, yes. Here's um, a question, though. Oh, yeah, that goes with Mars. Hello. Well, but now we get to the end. I have a question. Why does Sinister have a big scar on his forehead? Is it from Nanny slashing him with the broken bottle? Is that what... Oh, does she slash I, him I forehead? was confused as well. So it ends with Sinister having scars on his head. I, I don't... Like, the... the the scars are very strange. Yes, that's why I, I didn't know if it's like, is this something that happens in a future issue that we're like, oh. Yeah, well, it, there is this time slip, so something probably did happen. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. To him. So, yeah. I mean, that's I like, like, I mean, that's yeah. like. So that's another time slip mystery. But if that's how we're going to start the Hellfire Gala, like, Hellions, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was so happy that Hellions came early. Yeah. Rather than like, because in Ten of Swords they were way later. I yeah. felt like. Um, few things here. One, it's clear that the thing that everybody was reacting to at the end of Marauders happened via the fireworks. Do you think it was just the fireworks? I think that I don't think they're ordinary fireworks. Well, clearly, like you have to, they're telepathic fireworks. Yeah. But I think the fireworks revealed something. Interesting. Revealed Ooh. Emma's Master Emma's plan. thing, yeah. I think it was everyone watching the fireworks was like, "What the f-? like? Wait, you're what?" I'm so and excited. I can't wait because to see I feel what that the is. fact that she's part of Inferno, meaning I am just convinced that whatever she's going to reveal is not part of Xavier's plan. Like he does not know. Absolutely, and, and, because and, she knows yeah. Moira is alive. Yeah, and I. Oh my god. Oh, I can't wait. Ugh. So now let me get to my theory on who will be murdered. Okay. There is a line. Like we hit the Hellions time slip. They hit, they, we skip to the end of the night. They're coming out of her Krakoan gate. Quanin is talking to North star on the phone, which that in itself is odd. And she says, I trust you to take care of David North star. He needs help, but not the Hellions kind pause thank you david i trust you to take care of david so legion or prodigy oh okay which one is north star more likely to but but he's in charge of resurrection protocols so it could be either of them also however who is a member of his team Yes. Prodigy. But doesn't it seem like the trial Magneto that he would be killing a human? Well, let's take it a step further. Why would David need help? Why would Prodigy need help? He needs obviously some consoling. Why would Prodigy need consoling? Oh, do you think Speed is killed? If Speed is killed, the son of the Pretender. Or what if... if is his or own grandfather. what if the depowered prodigy who isn't really dead? Because we still never, that whole thing wasn't finished either. Yeah. You can't kill speed. I think it's speed. You cannot kill speed right after WandaVision. I think that's exactly why they're going to kill speed because it's time to make them mutants again. I think Speed is going to be killed, and I think the reveal at the end of the trial of Magneto is that Cerebro backed him up. And that means that him and Wiccan are mutants? Yes. But if that's true, then does that mean could Wanda really be a mutant? Yes. (gasps) I think it is high time to make Wanda a mutant again. Okay, but can we just stop the great pretender, the enemy of all time, and then it turns out she is a mutant? And then they have. Oh my God, that would be amazing. I would love it. Oh. Like, I would, I have to think with WandaVision's success, 
with Marvel owning the mutants again. It's, and with my earlier comments of like, the reason Wanda was able to do this, the reason Agatha Harkness was able to do this is because they are, they will wind up being mutants one day in the MCU. I think we are starting to lay the groundwork. I think we're going to make Wanda, Billy, Tommy mutants again. Pietro. Okay, so remember how I said earlier that fans think too much about the future, and when it isn't that, they get really angry. This yes, is me. I'm, now this is I me. just created you that. You just me because I want that to be what happens. <laughs> I know. Like, right? Like, wouldn't that make sense if the trial of Magneto is ultimately a story about the Maximoffs? Of course. <gasps> yes. Oh my so God. I that would be amazing. Speed, I think Speed is going to be murdered at the Hellfire Gala. Oh, that's fascinating. And I'm never right. <laughs> You're right sometimes. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. I was right about Sink and Laura. Yeah. All right. That is that is a lot of Hellfire Gala and some other things that a lot. happened. Like what? I think we should talk about some live things that are on the television screens. All right, let's go live. Cue the music. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. There are two things that we want to talk about. One, I did not mention to Brett that I was going to talk about this. <laughs> you know, I was like sitting here like, what is he talking about? I don't even about? know if you watched it. And um, it's new from Apple TV. It stars Julianne Moore, Joan <gasps> Allen. Like Leslie Story or something? Lily Story? Lisey. L-I-S-E-Y. So I don't know if it's Lisey or Lisey. Lisey's story and uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, <gasps> I love all of these women. Yeah. So like a lot. How can you Joan th- Allen? Yeah. How can you get that wrong? Right. You want to know how oh, you can get it did- wrong? <laughs> how? You have Stephen King write the teleplay of it. Right. Oh, yeah. It is so bad. It's basically, it's kind of reminds me in a weird way of like, did you see the movie Mother, the Darren Aronofsky movie? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of weirdly reminds me of Mother if that wasn't about Jesus. (laughs) Where there's this writer in Maine. What? Stephen King? (laughs) You don't say. There's a writer in Maine, but what happens is, is everything he writes, like people become obsessed with him and someone becomes so obsessed with him that he like murders him while they're opening up a library in his name. And Julianne Moore is the wife and it takes place a few years later and all of these kind of cult people, like almost like the misery, like woman, like that's like the obsessiveness Mm -hmm. with the author. They're so obsessed with him. These people are trying to demand that they release, that she release all of his writings And through it, you kind of realize that he actually wasn't really, that he was actually having visions and he has like magic powers. And there's a weird part where he makes out with Joan Allen and then just shoots weird magic water from a pool in her mouth. And I'm like, (laughs) what? And then Julianne Moore keeps having these dreams. So then you're like, am I in the dream? Am I in this? Am I in that? And it's trying really hard to be like Lynchian, but it's written by Stephen King. And it's just right. It just can't, it just, it was like all of the music was really dramatic and scary, but then nothing scary was happening. And then there's like a bad guy, but he's like, the way they made him scary was just by him being like, hello, I am the bad guy Mm. and I talk with no emotions. It was Mm -hmm. stupid. It was bad. And I'll probably will watch some more to see if it goes anywhere. But right now it has like a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes from people that saw the whole thing. So oh God. <clears throat> I don't know. It's don't not looking bother. good. So don't bother watching it. At least his story, the fact that you can ruin something with Joan Allen and Julianne Moore. Are you fucking crazy? Stupid. Listen, if, if you want good horror, I recommend the new Conjuring movie on HBO Max. <laughs> oh, don't tell me anything because I am going to watch that in the next few days. Well, I love the two, Conjuring I'm going to tell you movies. two things. Okay. One, I had no idea. Julian Hillard, my new favorite actor. Yes, Billy Kaplan from WandaVision. Luke from House on Haunted Hill. Oh, he's in, in that it. too? Yay! Yes. And so is cameo appearance by Mac Morris from Saved by the Bell, Mitchell Hoog. And I screamed. 
Wait, who? The new Zach from oh, the new Save. Oh, the Death. Zach son. Yes. Oh, yes. I am here for it. And that's the weird thing. How is it that I can love all the Conjuring movies, but then I hate the Nun and the Annabelle movies, and they're all in the same and universe? Annabelle, yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is a good one. I really liked Conjuring. Devil Made Me Do It. Really liked it. But Did you see it in theaters? On. No. Ew, I have HBO Max. Why would I do that? You need to go to a goddamn movie theater, Brett. I will. I'm going to go see Black Widow. Okay. All right, good. Yep. Um, but we're here to talk about Netflix original and Jeff Lemire comic, Sweet Tooth. Did you read the comic? I read the first issue and I remember nothing about it. <laughs> okay. I, like when it came out, I read the first issue. Because um, I like the drawing of the boy with the antlers. It, it, it's, it's so weird because it reminds me so much of wind, of like these does, little magic it? hybrid creatures being born. Yep. Um, so for those and not in the know, Sweet Tooth, it just takes place in the world where there's a virus that's like killing off everybody. But at the same time, Topical. children are being born as like hybrid animal creatures. And they don't know what came first, the virus or the human-animal hybrid babies. And then how many episodes but have you watched? Just one. Oh, okay, me too. And it seems to me that it looks like the hybrid animal kids, there's never been a deer one, and also they don't talk. So They've they're never not spoken. They they they're not like necessarily as like intelligent as humans, maybe. Right. And there aren't many of them left. Yeah. And it, it seems that um our hero, Sweet Tooth, who is the deer boy was born like maybe slightly earlier or maybe earlier than the rest of them. Yeah. Um, overall, it's a story of this half deer, half baby boy um, being taken out into basically the heart of Yellowstone Park away from society uh, by his father, played by Will Forte, who was kind of prescient in knowing that the world is about to fall apart and whose wife died of said virus um, and it's him raising this boy out in the wilderness, alone, making sure that they're alone. Well, of course, you could only keep the outside world out for so long. And some dude comes by, coughs around. <laughs> yeah, coughs it up. Um, what did you think overall? Is this a show that you will continue watching? It's not wowing me, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. I like so I li- I I like it. I like it, but it's not like, oh my god, this is amazing. But I'm like, I'll see where this goes. I think my problem is it doesn't fe- it's nothing it doesn't feel new. It feels yeah. like mm, I've seen the like where I was saying right. like with wind, where it's like I've 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 seen a story this reminds me of a similar story that I like better. So I'm curious yeah, right. to see with, them. like me with Invincible and the Boys. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'll keep watching it just to see what happens. And then maybe kind of like with the Nevers, the Nevers, I'm like, oh, this is good. But then like later on, I'm like, oh, no, this is amazing. So maybe it'll do that for me. This was 1000% a setup episode. Clearly, this show is about the boy on the road with the kind of protector he eventually winds up with. A football player. That's the show. It's going to be like a. And I will say I questioned if I was like. Did this need to be the whole episode? I mean, they're definitely being deliberate. Like, it seems like they're really adding a lot of story. I don't know. Um, well, that's what I was They I was really like, wanted to steep you in his origin. Yeah, I guess. That's a part of me was like, did I need Did I need that much? Could it have just been a montage and then we get get, get to it? Get to this real story. Because I, yeah, I, mean, I hate at the end, like literally... At the end of the episode, it goes, and here's where the story begins. It I'm literally like, How about if that. we began it earlier? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like a prologue. Episode one was a prologue. But that's why I'm wondering. It's like, are you they stretching it out? Like, how long is the comic? Yeah, I don't know. Because that's what they were doing with Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. They were stretching it out. They, they only did the whole season is only like the first like couple of issues. Although Jupiter's Legacy officially canceled. Yay! And then you saw Josh Duhamel posted that thirst trap in response. Too bad. Too bad. Not enough. But I, um, I liked it. We'll 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 keep our eye on it. I thought like when you have a kid as the star, yeah, that 
can make or break it for me. And I thought the kid put in a pretty good performance. True. And I think my other problem is, is where they're like, oh my God, you can talk. We've never seen a deer. You're a special deer. Are you the chosen hybrid? I'm just like, mm, yeah. All right. Mm. You're really on thin ice here with this chosen shit. It's just so, 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 so overplayed. Yeah. One fun touch is, so I didn't know like this burly protector guy was coming at the end, but in the beginning I did notice that the, he was on a TV. He's a, he was like an NFL football yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. That they, I was like, why did they show that guy so prominently on the television? <laughs> oh, oh, and there he is later. He's a star of the show. Yeah. Well, when, when they did the close up of that, I'm like, well, you're clearly going to be in the show later. You're clearly a character. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then be, do you have anything else to say about the show? I wanted to bring something no, else. No, not up. really. Just that I'm pissed off. Um, what? One of my, uh, Simulu, uh, this is how I'll bring it to, uh, who's from Kim uh, Kim's Convenience and the new Shang-Chi. He is going yep. on a fucking tirade about how <gasps> oh, Kim's God, Convenience what? was abruptly canceled. It's a hit show. It was abruptly canceled by the white producers. And now we found out why he's so mad. Do you know why he's so angry? No, Because why? not only will they not allow to give the rights for Simu Liu and the other actors to get have to it spun it. off, like to have like Netflix pick it up. Yeah. They were like, no, they're taking Simu Liu's girlfriend's character, Shannon, and spinning off and giving and making the whole show about her. <gasps> really? The one who like his boss from the... Yes. Oh, God. So they're firing what? all of the Asian characters oh, and making God. the show about oh, the white girl. Every right. What? Holy I'm shit. very angry with him. I feel so bad. She's also like not the, she's like the fifth best character on that show. <laughs> if, but I will say That's if like they were Joey. like, oh, we're going to do a spinoff. I would have been like, oh, that might be fun. But at the expense of the rest of the show, like what? Yeah. Blame Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So That's some bullshit. He has every right. So I'm going to. Whatever. He's got a successful future with the MCU. Yeah. Oh, wow, so. that covers a lot. Oof, I am worn out from this Hellfire Gala. Me too, and we have so much more gala to go. So much more gala to go. Oh, well, thank you, everybody. Thank you for thank listening you. to this. Um, we have much more fun things planned for the Hellfire Gala. Um, you're going to see more appearances from Emma Frost, maybe some from Jean Grey, and maybe from some of your favorites. Hey, if you listen, uh, tweet at us. Or, or Instagram DM us. Let us know what characters you'd like to hear at an Hellfire, um, maybe red carpet event, possibly. Green carpet. Green yep. carpet. Green. Oh, sorry. It's green yep. carpet. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, let us know because we are doing this for us. We are not Free. doing it for you. Oh. We're doing it just for us because we don't have anyone else to talk about this shit with. And if you want to listen right. along, we're just super happy about it. And yep. I do have one other thing that I need to make note of. It's that, what is that? if you read comics, oh. you need to understand <gasps> that makes you <gasps> queer. queer. 